Hello and welcome to the First 10 podcast. It is the end of our draft coverage, but before we do finish, we're going to bring you one last mock draft. Uh, joining me for this final episode is Ash. How are you, mate? I'm good, thanks, bud. Are you? Yeah, good, yeah. It's, uh, so, it's fun to do mock drafts, isn't it? So, yeah, one last one. One uh, last one. Yeah, see how it goes. I mean, we've got, <laughs> well, we've got one on the go with... with uh, Ross, um, Ross and Ollie in, but uh, yeah, that's a pick 10 or something, I think, at the moment, so like that. But yeah, we're going to do one, just us two. Um, we're just going to take turns picking, um, pretty straightforward, nothing too crazy. We're going to do no trades, but we'll point out where we think teams might trade, and because um, yeah, it just takes a bit too long to negotiate trades <laughs> live mm-hmm. on a live as a recording, but uh, we're going to do a no trade pod, uh, mock draft, but um. Yeah, we will sort of point out where we think teams might move down. But, um, I mean, Ash, kick us off. Uh, who are the Panthers taking at one? Uh, number one is easy. It's probably set in stone now. I think that that might even... people. I know the betting started to be, be a bit weird with Will Levis, but that's all smoke and mirrors for yeah, me. It's got to yeah. be, isn't it? <laughs> Bryce Young, QB from Alabama, will be the pick, number one. Yeah, seems easy to me. Um, right, number two for the Texans, and this is one where, there, again, there's not been a lot of uh, weird betting odds and all sorts of things going on. Um, I think it's Wilson was the favourite, isn't it, um, right now, and yeah. Yeah, Levis has dropped down and all sorts of talk about Stroud dropping right down and all this sort of stuff, and to me, it's all of that nonsense, and I think Stroud goes at number two. He's the best of the quarterback Quarterbacks left. I think to, for me, he's clear of uh, the the other two quarterbacks that are okay. in this sort of range. Um, is I think it is him and Young to me as the top two players. Well, yeah. quarterbacks anyway. I don't think they're necessarily top two players overall, but in terms of uh, position and stuff as well, yeah. For me, it is Stroud in at number two. Yeah, I think like I says, I don't think we really can argue with it. I think that yeah. we were talking about it just before we came on about. Um, if if they are debating that they don't want a quarterback or they're not in love with a quarterback, and that if Tyree Tyree Wilson is the pick, just it's just mad to me that you would take a projection at number two over the players, even Will Anderson and Jalen Carter. Like at least you know what you've got in those two guys, and you you take Wilson over them is just bizarre. But having the depth at the edge rush position, how you can't take a quarterback or two is just madness isn't it yeah. just actually madness yeah it's to, it, it'd be insane to me not to yeah. do anything 100 uh number three for me if this board played out i think the cardinals there is potential for them to move out um i think that they'll only move personally this is me i think that the cardinals might only move if stroud doesn't get picked at two if he doesn't get picked to two, then someone might want to come up and move up ahead of the Colts to get him. Um, but I think that we've, I think the last few years, if if you look at the people that have been taken um, in the top 10 picks, there's only ever been, I think that on draft night itself, on draft night itself, not beforehand like the Panthers have done, but there's only, I think there was one trade in 2022, zero the year before that, and one trade the year before that. So, don't think it's a guarantee that the, the Cardinals can move out of this pick because I think the only way they can um, maybe is if Stroud falls. Um, and the only other team I think that could maybe want to move up is maybe the Lions, which I'll put in my mock draft. But anyway, um, <laughs> keep keep your 
put on Arizona on draft night. But for this mock, for me, the best player, safest player is Will Anderson Jr. for sure. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's he's so good. <laughs> I love him as a player. Yeah. Um, yeah, to me, it feels like if they trade, it's probably going to be with one of the three teams behind them. Just someone, just making sure no one else jumps them. Almost, you know, just yeah, going to swap with the Colts, just making sure they get their guy if they really do love one of these players. But um, I I, yeah, I think the Colts are a bit like the Texans. They could go elsewhere, but it to me, it's mad to not go quarterback when you're picking this high. You're obviously hoping you're not going to be picking this high again, but um. It's just they're like, and I think we're going more, well, it's more what we think will happen rather than what we would do. Percy, I'm a little bit out on Richardson and Levis, but I think they'll go with one or the other. And I can't read this other team, but I'm going to go for Richardson this time. But if you ask me in 10 minutes, I might go the other way. But I think it will be one of the quarterbacks. Um, I just think out of the two, Richardson's the better player. Um, I do have big doubts about it myself, but... uh, yeah, I think he's the pick at number four for the Colts and see Richardson. Um, I've been projecting this for for a little while. I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen, but I really like and I've and I've heard that Seattle absolutely love Devin Weatherspoon. Um, he's not probably their prototypical size, um, and it might be a bit of smoke and mirrors. But he, if you watch his tape. It is some of the most fun tape to watch. He just hits everybody and he hits everybody hard. Um, and I just think that that might be something that Seattle look at and think, because obviously a lot of people are saying that they could take Edge and or Jalen Carter here. I just think that with Bowen Maffey, they took last year and some of the other players they've got, maybe corner isn't out of the question for them. So I'm going to go Devin Witherspoon here um, from Illinois. I think that as a tone setter and as a player, I think they'll absolutely love him. And I think with the depth at the edge position, you could probably get someone at pick uh, 20. So um, Devin with the spoon here, because I don't think you can get a good, a, a, as good a corner as him at pick 20. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, this will be an interesting spot for the Lions. If it sort of falls this way, there's has that Carter available, Wilson... I mean, it's not out of the question to me that they take a quarterback. Um, oh, this is this is a bit of a strange spot because this is this is going to be one that they could move up. They could. I think the Lions are a team that could sort of do a bit of anything. But yeah. I think in this situation, I think they may be. There you go. I mean, to me, it's got to be defence. If it's not a quarterback, it's got to be defence. I think that's a pretty safe bet. They've got to get better on defence. They're one of the worst teams on that side of the ball and had a pretty good offence last year. So, I think for me, just take what is potentially the best player in the draft. Obviously, had issues, but he's one of the best players in the draft and it is Jalen Carter. But, yeah, I feel like they're a team that could do all sorts and even spring a surprise like a... I can't see or someone like that, you know, that I think they're a team that could do yeah. something a bit funny on draft night. But um yeah, I'm just taking Carter here just because I think he's too good to be falling too much further than this, even uh, with the issues. But all that sort of stuff's cooled down a little bit with Carter, isn't it? I think people have sort of got over yeah. that sort of stuff a little bit now. Yeah, I think he's I think that he's definitely a lot for top ten. I think that personally I don't think he falls past this team here, which is the Raiders. I think that even though they've got a they've got a bit of a bad reputation for drafting players that are just they just don't pan out. I think that that might be maybe 
the Raiders thinking maybe in this draft. So moving on to pick seven, you could see here where the Raiders have always gone for these like big high high reward risky kind of guys, and maybe they just need to just play it safe. Yeah. Um, for this pick, and I don't think you can get much safer than Peter Gronkowski, <laughs> to be honest. So I think that I'll take him from the from Northwestern, plug him in. They have they've got um Miller, but you could play this guy at right tackle, you play this guy at right guard left, and they've got a, a few problems. And if you want to keep Garoppolo in the pocket safe and you want sort of this Jacobs in the run game still going, I think uh Skaronsky is is gonna be uh the pick at seven. But there's any chance that a quarterback here? Uh what seven? Yeah. Potentially, yeah. I think that I think that there is I think it would maybe depend on who's there. Um I think they're more they're, likely if someone drops after them. I think personally you know, if one of these others drop, maybe they're in the running for that. I think they want Stroud. And I think that yeah. this rumour about Stroud came from them. Yeah, for yeah, little, little conspiracy theory from you there. Yeah, I think so. I think they're they're the ones that have cooked this S two nonsense up, and they want him to fall to seven, and that's why they've done it. That's yeah. just me. Yeah, it'd be pretty nice for him. Um, I mean, the Falcons are a team with quite a lot of needs. Um, to me, Edge is one that's they really do need, and um, at this spot, Tyree Wilson feels like a. A really good pick. Uh, so I think Gonzalez yeah. would be in the mix, but for me, I think Wilson just the better of those two players. And uh, so I can see him going either way. But yeah, for me, it's Tyree Wilson uh, in at eight to the Falcons. Um, this this is probably a very good landing spot for either Paris Johnson Jr. That's obviously worked with Justin Fields. There is potential with Ryan Pace that he loves um, these blue chip guys. So maybe someone like a Nolan Smith um, from Georgia here as well. Um, what would be amazing, because if you could imagine trying to defend Justin Fields on a play action with Bijan Robinson would <laughs> be fun. insane that them two as two runners. And I think that Ryan Pace would, uh, Rob Pulse would absolutely love that. So I'm going to go BJ and Robinson here at nine. Wow. Nice. I like it a lot. Um, that would just be so tasty. But yeah. trying to, trying to, that would just make everybody stand up and think, wow, how are you going to try and defend them two? Is that what probably the most, with Lamar, probably one of the fastest and most agile runners of the ball as a quarterback. And BGM Robinson, one of the most generational running backs coming out, you you could argue that that would be so spicy to try and defend against that. I think that that might be too good to pass up at nine. Yeah, that's a that's a fun one. I like I like that pick a lot. But one of them players, like when I'm mock drafting, I find it. I, I feel like he will go somewhere in this range, but I just find it hard to really put him with anyone. But I think we will see someone take him somewhere between here and, I don't know, 15, 16 or so, somewhere in that range. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, he's a fun one. But so I find it hard not to mock him falling, but just because of my own sort of bias, I'm running backs. But yeah, I think he will end up going here. Uh, or maybe not here, sorry, in this sort of range. Um, 10 for the Eagles. Again, the Eagles are a team I find really hard to mock because there's no massive, massive weaknesses. So they are sort of, 
I thought there was a team that we could see as like a bit of a surprise pick from, you know, one of these that just picks someone they've really fallen in love with. So we we you always get them on draft now, don't you? The players that you think, oh, that's a bit of a weird uh weird one, but it tends to be this sort of team that doesn't really have any glaring needs. Yeah. Um I think I think I think, think I think I'm going cornerback. I think I'm going Christian Gonzalez. Uh, it's not a big weakness, but I think it's a position they could do with uh, another yeah. another player. And I think he's just a really good player. So yeah, Gonzalez, uh, two that equals at ten, and they just just get stronger. I think it really makes them an even better team having him in there. Yeah, um, eleven. I think I will just. I think that we need to try and find a space for Levis. Yeah. Um, I personally think that this, I think Tennessee are in that in that mix anyway for a quarterback, and I think that Levis would be gone by now. I think the personally for me, I think if anyone falls, it will be Richardson, um, just yeah. with some of the aspects maybe that the NFL don't love as much as the media. Yeah. Um, oh, I think I think you could definitely plug Levis in at four instead of Richardson. Yeah. It was just either or for me really. I think I could see um, both going. But I think that this this is probably probably the floor for Levis, I would say. Is, yeah. And I think that Vrabel needs he needs something to cling on to this job, both of the and even the guy in the GM spot as well. I think that they need someone that if it doesn't go quite to plan again, like last year, because they just fell off a cliff last year once Tannehill got injured, if Tannehill's not quite there and if they can't get things going, it, at least they've got maybe plan B to fall back on. And we've seen it before where teams give up on quarterbacks after, after just that one season and they didn't really put much draft capital into uh, Willis. So I think Levis here um, will be the pick at 11. So they can always use him. Uh, maybe if the season's not grow- going that well, they could maybe plug in Will Levis, and then if he does pretty well, it might save Rabel the job for the following season. Yeah, like that. Um, this this feels almost ideal situation for me if I'm the Texans. You take a shroud at two. I mean, all the talk is that they could take an edge rusher maybe or, you know, go other directions. But, I mean, in um, Nolan Smith, Miles Murphy, you've got some really good players, Lucas Van Ness, another edge rusher that's yeah. still available now. Any yeah. of those players I think here would be ideal situation after picking Shroud at two. I mean, I'd love to give them something weird like a well, not weird, but you know, go go crazy, go for a wide receiver. I love pairing up a rookie quarterback and wide receiver. But for me, I think it would be an edge rusher. And it's just who you like the most. And for me, I lean towards Van Ness. I just like him a little bit more than those other players. I think mm-hmm. maybe the Texans will like Nolan Smith a bit more, but I'm going to go for Van Ness here. Um, just. Put as I prefer him, but yeah, I think Ed yeah. Rusher is a spot. It's more just who the name is. Um, is a sorry the position, but who the name is in there is maybe different. But yeah, I'm giving him Van Ness. Um, at twelve. Yep. Right, Green Bay. Um, yeah. that's a weird one, own, isn't it? Now, <laughs> yeah, now they own. I mean, there's there's been so many mocks with them drafting Michael Mayer. It's just getting it's getting tiring. <laughs> um, I. <laughs> I just don't know if I see them taking Mayer personally. That their game has never really relied on a strong tight end. Their offense. Um, I know Rogers isn't going to be there, but you still got the floor that's calling plays in some respects. So, I'm not too sure that tight end really would f- work here. Um, it would be quite ironic that the season 
Rogers leaves that they draft a wide receiver in round one with their first pick, which would be quite funny. So Jackson Smith and Jigba could be the pick. But I just think that maybe if you want Love to succeed a little bit, you might want to just give him some more time um, to throw. And with the depth at edge, you could maybe pick that up later. So I'm going to go back to the offensive line here. Um, they've had problems with Bakhtari's health um, and some some problems at right tackle. So I'm going to, going to get the versatile guy in Paris Johnson Jr. here, I think. <laughs> so it's... Uh... It almost feels a little late to have our first tackle, oh, second tackle, sorry, going off the board at 13 with Parrot Johnson, but it's just hard to fit him in anywhere else, I think, isn't it? There's uh, hard to see these teams going, up, going above them, but uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if some of these do fall. Uh, I mean, number 14 for the Patriots. This is obviously the Patriots make very weird picks, so again, mocking for them is uh, certainly difficult. Um, I don't know why it just feels like corner to me this year. It feels like a position will go. I do wonder if they'd maybe take a tackle, just, you know, give Mac Jones one last sort of run at it and see if he can do something, do something to help him out. But I think it's going to be defensive. I think we need some help in the secondary. I'm I'm going for Joey Porter Jr. here. Um, yeah, I think he's my favourite of the cornerbacks left and I think he's a player that the Patriots will like a lot. Um, but yeah, this this could go in all sorts of directions. You never know what the Patriots are going to do on draft night, and they're always a team that could trade down as well. But yeah, Joe yeah. Porter Jr. here for me. Um, fifteen the Jets. I think the Jets didn't mind moving down two spots with the Packers because I think they still believe that they can get an offensive lineman at fifteen. Um, so I think that um, I'm going to take my top tackle. Um, that's on the boards and I think that it might be their top tackle as well I think that he's just I think you just know what you're going to get with him and I just after the ones like Beckton and a few others that they've taken you kind of a little bit stumped to where any any of these guys have locked down an actual position so I'm going to go Darnell Wright here from Tennessee I think you can just plug him in at right tackle and figure out your left tackle spot with Beckton and Duane Brown. Um, 38-year-old Duane Brown still going strong. Um, they can plug it out for the left tackle spot, but at least you know that the right tackle position is set. Yeah, I think especially after investing in Rodgers, it makes sense to do that, doesn't it? When we saw the saw yeah. the Bucks do it the same with Brady, didn't we? Just go out and yeah, and offensive line better. It makes sense. Um, Washington at 16. Um, right, where am I going with this? This is um, again. It feels like um, there's just a lot of a lot of stuff. They just need need a little bit of everything. But um, um, we've got left here. And this is uh, another one that could be a corner. I think we could see a tackle go. I mean, Miles Murphy sort of dropping a little bit for me. I feel like he's a, a player I really like here. Um, not here, sorry, just like on the board, but I'm not sure it's necessarily where the commanders will be looking. Um, so I'm going to give him Broderick Jones um, a bit of a run on tackles. Um, to me, he's got a lot of a lot of upside. He's, he's a pretty good player. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Broderick Jones. Um, yeah, I really like him. Uh, I think he's got a lot of room to grow, and yeah, I think uh, Washington. Takes a tackle and uh, shores up that offensive line a little bit. 
they have done a hell of a lot of research on defensive on offensive tackles. Like yeah. all of their top vis- top thirty visits are like tackles, which is just. Yeah. I, I mean, think, they have. I think especially after this run as well. It's uh... yeah, and they've got. But they the thing is, they their O line's not that bad. So, but they must have some sort of. It must be something to do with maybe they've got some cap issues next year because teams always look. Although you look at the depth charts at the moment, you'll go, "Oh, they've got a hole there." But actually, if you look at the depth chart one year from now, you can maybe see a clearer picture of why teams might take a player earlier because they're always taking a player one year before they really need him. Um, in some respects, so keep an eye on Washington with with a tackle for sure. Yeah, I think Broderick Jones is a great pick there. To be fair, and it wouldn't be the worst spot for him to sort of. Maybe not have to start straight away. Not that I don't yeah, think, I think sure. he can, but you know, a bit of development yeah. for him and a bit of time of yeah. uh, growth will, will not be the worst thing in the world for him. Um, I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers would be kicking themselves if that happened now that they'd be, it's either Anton Harrison or maybe move over to edge or wide receiver or, or corner. Um I think that this would. I think. Oh, mm, this is a tough one because I've all I've really thought that they'd be one of the last teams to pick up that tackle. So I think that they might be interested, and I think that they're probably going to have it on good authority from the quarterback that played with him at Pitt. And I'm going to take Kalaja Kansi here, like 17. Because I think that they've got, they'll have information on him. They'll know him what he's like in the locker room. Pickett's been there with him, played with him, will know him. And I think that he'll be a good advocate for what this guy can be. And I think that that might be enough for Pittsburgh to because they play that 3-4 system where they've got, Watt and um, Highsmith on the outside that maybe if you get an interior guy like Cansey along with Hayward and, and stuff. So I think that that might be, that might be the pick at 17 if one of the tackles isn't there. Yeah, nice. Um, right, Lions at 18. Um, hmm, where do we go with this one? This this is a tough one for me. Um, again, I think, I think it's, uh, to me, this is just going to be a defensive draft for the Lions. They really need to make that side of the ball a lot, lot better. And essentially, they're not going to be doing something weird at six, taking a quarterback or something along those sort of lines. I don't think, I don't think they're going to be in the running for anyone like that now. And for me, it's just defensive. Um, and you've got some of their addresses there, fall down a little bit here. Um, for me, I'm, I'm going corner. I'll take in Carter. You've already showed up. The line a bit. Um, yeah, I'm going cornerback and I am going for Deontay Banks. I don't think he's like incredible at anything, but he's just really good at everything. You know, yeah. he's one of those sort of players, and I think he's a, a really good player that I think um I think the I think the Lions will like. He's that he's that sort of player. So yeah, Banks to the Lions yeah. at 18. Um I think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will run the card up here, and I think that they would definitely be interested in Nolan Smith. So that's my pick at the edge. I think that they're they've done a bit of research on on the edge. I think they've brought in Van Ness, Murphy, and Smith actually all for visits. So I would expect maybe one of those guys to be there. They do need offensive linemen. Obviously, they lost Donovan Smith, but I think 
Nolan Smith offers far too much more than Harrison does at 19. So I'd, I'd, I would say that they go edge unless one of the four tackles were there. Nice. Um, that's Nolan Smith, sorry, wasn't it? I'm just <laughs> sorry. I was, I was looking at the next pick along and uh, yeah, Nolan Smith. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay. Um, right. So uh, they took, uh, so Seattle at 20, uh, took corner about the first time round. Um, in with this, I mean, to me, I'll take corner the first, first time round. If Miles Murphy fall to them at, at 20, yeah. I think it's a, an mm-hmm. easy pick for them. I'd, I think they'd be absolutely overjoyed if that happened yeah. on uh, draft night and uh, pick 20 Miles Murphy. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's that'd be incredible value. I'm not sure. It's hard because I'm not sure, but there's any picks that feel crazy ahead of him. But yeah, it, it could fall. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. There will be one or two fallers, though. So, yeah. it's like you said, there'll be someone that gets crazy value. And, and I think Miles Murphy might be one of them ones that you look back on and think, well, that's great value for them. I think I think it so, just happens when you get like four or five quarterbacks going right at the top of the draft. It just means other yeah. people fall down the list a little bit. You get like a run on yeah. tackles. You get yeah, little runs. Right. And, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. I think that, that's when you get these you... players. Mm-hmm. Smith sure, and Murphy sure. at 19 and 20, Phil. Incredible to me. Yeah. Um, 21, I would say here with the the talent that is out there for a pass catcher you have to supply herbert with something um for me the best player on the board by country mole at that position is jackson smith and jigba so i'm gonna take jackson smith and jigba here at 21 i think this is kind of when the run of the pass catchers um definitely wide receivers maybe tight ends you could see a tight end go a bit earlier obviously Packers have been interested in them, but I think that around these pick 20, 21, 23, 25, that is kind of the run where you could see these tight ends and, and wide receivers come off the board a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, 22 to the Ravens. I guess some of this depends on what they think is going to happen with Lamar and, you know, that sort of side of things and where that goes, but I'm working the basis that they're planning to to be with him. Um, and to me, they go wide receiver as well. Um, Quentin Johnson just feels like a raven. Um, he just feels like that sort of player that... Yeah, I can he, see it. He just feels like a raven to me. Um, at 22, I think it's decent value. I think when we spoke about him on the wide receiver podcast, it's not that we loved him, but I think there's just... No other player really like him, or not many other players like him at the top of this top of this draft. Um, so yeah, I think Quentin Johnson to the Ravens at twenty two. Vikings. Vikings don't own many picks, similar mm-hmm. to the Ravens. Actually, they don't own them, so you could see them say if they want, they quite like the wide receivers, and you, they feel like they could still get someone a bit later. You could still see them getting one. Kind of do need a corner. Um, I think they're gonna. I think they would love to partner someone like Zay Flowers with Justin Jefferson. So I'm gonna go Zay Flowers here. I think it might be a little bit too high for him in some respects, but I think that what he could offer the Vikings now they haven't got feeling there. I think that they you can't just 
keep Justin asking Justin Jefferson to do it on his own. So Zay Flowers is the pick at twenty three. Nice, yeah. It's um, yeah, a little run there on. Obviously, it was three of them gone after mm-hmm. none going before. But um, right, twenty four. The Jaguars. Um, they don't have loads of. Well, they've got holes, but they're they're obviously a lot looking a lot stronger than they were like in the last couple of drafts. Um, they feel like a team just crying out for a player like Brian Branch. Um, just somebody who's going to come in from day one, just be a really good, solid player on that defense, and sort of player's going to be there for a good few years. I'd love to give him a wide receiver and just have it be fun, but you know, give Lawrence another weapon and just see that. But they've got so much invested in that side, that sort of them position. So yeah, I'm going Brian Branch to the Jags at 24. Yes. Um I think that the the Giants could be a sneaky team to watch out for at corner, but I don't know if I'd love the corners here. That everyone's saying that Forbes might sneak into um round one. Um I don't know if he's kind of a dabble kind of guy. I think that I'm gonna go back to the offensive line and I think that I will get I think I will get what I'm gonna pick. I don't. I don't know if he would be my guy here, but I think that they they might be interesting. Similar to what Daniel Jeremiah did say. I think we will go Joe Tipman. I think that I would look at corner here, possibly as well. But they do need some interior help, so I think Tipman might be him or Avilia. I nearly went with Avilia, but I think that Tipman is just plug and play. You know exactly what you're getting as a center. Yeah, I think after investing that money in uh, Jones and obviously Barkley as well on the targets, it makes sense to do that sort of move, doesn't it, really? Um, yeah. Right, Cowboys at 26. Well, I'm not even sure they take one, but it feels mad that at 26 we haven't had one of these tight ends go yet. Um, yeah. It feels like the obvious pick in a way, them going tight end, but I'm just not sure it actually happens with them. Um, I'll give him tight end just because I can't believe we get to 26 without a tight end going. Um, now which one of them do I like the most? Then, um, right, we'll go, we'll go Luke Musgrave. Um, feels cowboyish to me. Um, if it, it feels like Cadel Mayer, yeah, I, I, I know it's it's hard. I don't know. I just think I feel like Mayer just I love Mayer. I feel like teams are just gonna find him a bit a bit boring. <laughs> you know, look, we're not boring, but I think I think this is the upside of some of these other players. Yeah. Okay, we'll go Kincaid, yeah, we'll go Kincaid. I can't I can't give him Mayer. We'll go Kincaid. Um Yeah. It's it's a weird one. I don't see it happening on draft night, but I feel like there's got to be a tight end taken at this stage, really. Um mm-hmm. twenty six, Kincaid, um, yeah, to the Cowboys. I'm gonna go with the Bills. Um, depends on if people think that they're gonna. Uh, they've done a hell of a lot of research on Jordan Addison, the Bills. Like mental, how much they've they've got him in for visits and pro and 
met him at the combine, etc. So it feels like that could be the pick if he's here at 27. I think he'd be great th- there as well. I think he would yeah. be. I think he'd be so good. Though. I do like I do like here as well, though. I think that they they could do with someone like him on the offensive line to just to now shore up what they want to do as a, as an offense. I think that sometimes their interior lets them down a bit, and then you could come back and get someone like a maybe like a Mingo or a Tillman in the back end of two. I'm going to go for Steve Avilia. I think that that we've we've talked about this wide receiver team, these players dropping as a whole class, and that some people have said that we might see as many running backs go as wide receivers in round one. I'm not too sure I see that, but it, if anything, it puts a doubt on the amount of wide receivers that could go. Um, so I think that um, Avilia might be. Um, one of them guys that sneak into the back end of round one and you see the wide receivers drop a bit. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, it makes sense to me. And I think the Bills have shown the past that they do. They don't mind going with some like lesser names maybe at the position. Not that the, not these players in the second round are like nobodies, but you know, rather than going for, well, they've got yeah. digs. But outside of him, they have sort of built around some uh, names. Yeah, that uh, makes sense to me. Um, the Bengals, they feel like a team that's, I feel like Titan gets mocked them all the time. Um, I mean, tackle makes sense here to me. Um, hmm. I mean, to me, this this is a team that someone like a mayor makes sense. I mean, he's just really good all round. He's, he's going to help on that offensive line and help with the blocking a bit there as well. But he's just going to be a good weapon on top of that. And obviously they do need a tight end now. Yeah, I think... I think Mayer here at, um, to the Bengals makes sense. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go Mayer. 29 Saints. I'm going to go for a player that he's been getting so much talk um, that he's going to get into round one at the moment that it's nearly a lock if you check Vegas betting. Um. And we don't know what's going to happen with this player. And we this player's been comped to him exactly all the time. And I'm going to go for Jamari Gibbs here at 29. Nice. I think that they might know, not saying that he's definitely going to be the, a Saints player, but I think Gibbs is going to sneak into the back end of round one. I think that it would be interesting to see maybe between picks 26, 27, 28, 29, and even the Eels at 30, it might be an interesting spot that Gibbs could fall in that position. I think the Saints, I know they've got Jamal Williams, but you don't know what's going on with Kamari yet. Is he going to get suspended? I personally think it's going to be six games at least. So then we're talking about you've just got Jamal Williams. It doesn't give you that explosive run game that you're after. Um, to help Derek Carr. So I think that Gibbs could be a sneaky pick. And it might be that even if they do bring Kamara back, that Gibbs is the heir apparent and then they cut Kamara the following season. You've already got that running back in play. So watch out for Gibbs there for the Saints. It's not out of the realms of impossibility. Yeah, I, I think so. And so I think uh, 
I think I think if he doesn't go there, I think the Eagles are a team that could maybe take a running back because they're just in a position, like we said already, they're uh, they're a bit of a funny position where they're just pretty strong all round. Um, who do we take first time for the Eagles? Oh, Gonzalez cornerback. So uh, the Eagles, the Eagles are one I really struggle with. In every mock I've done, I just really, yeah. really struggle with the Eagles because I just don't really know where they go. Um, I mean, to me, my best player left is. Addison, I think, but I just can't see them doing that. They don't need to add a wide receiver, even though it'd be quite fun to add a, another weapon. It would be really offense. cool, yeah. Would be but really I can't cool. see it. He's my best player, but um, where would they go here? I do wonder if they could go for someone like an Anton Harrison, just the best tackle left, just to add more depth there. And yeah. Alright, just drop stuff there. Um, yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. Um, where are they going to go here? Um, what do we need? Is maybe an Ed Rusher, like a Fosky, still around? Um, Will McDonald, I like a lot. Um, oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give him. I'm going to give him Will McDonald. I think. I think he's a really good player. Yeah, he's really good. I think at this stage, at pick 30, I think they're already good there, but I think he does add something else and gives more depth. And I think they're in that sort of position where they can just take players. I I don't think they need a bit of depth there as well. So Will McDonald, to me, makes some sense to the Eagles at 30. Um, So I think they'd be pretty happy getting him there. They love trench guys as well. So, I mean, I personally think that the edge will be on their radar anyway because Graham's, what, 38 now? And so, look, you you do need to try and project what could happen in a year's time. I think McDonald would make a ton of sense for them at 30. Roy, pick 31, the Chiefs. Um, I personally think it's between two positions. I think it's going to be a tackle or it's a wide receiver depending on maybe the player there there's talk that they're after the bigger body guys and there's been a there's been a few mentions that Mingo could sneak into round one and Tillman could sneak into round one maybe that's the Chiefs that people are thinking about that maybe that's the where the talks come from but I think with the with the tackle that's still on the board I just think that you can't really pass on him. And you don't really know if Jawan Taylor is going to be a left tackle after coming over and playing right tackle at Jacksonville. So I'm going to go Anton Harrison here. I think it's the safer pick. I think it's the logical pick. I think if you've got someone like Pat Mahomes, I think that protecting him is more important than giving him someone that he he doesn't really need playmakers. He just makes playmakers. So I think Harrison is the pick here. Yeah, It, it makes a lot of sense there, I think. And... Great value at 31 as well. I feel like he could have gone to quite a lot of teams towards the end of that draft and he put other positions that may be more of a need. Um, right, that wraps up this draft. Um, I mean, any players you think sort of have fallen into round two that maybe have shocked you basically on the, what we've got left here? I think um, it wouldn't surprise me if Addison fell into round two, but I think that he's I think that he's got more of a chance going in round one than Johnson for me. But the talk, because Johnson is, he offers something different to someone else. Um, Then if that's the case and that is what people think, 
then maybe one of the guys, I don't think Jack Smith and Jigba falls out of it, but you mm-hmm. could see a potential where Addison or Zay Flowers doesn't make it. Um, so maybe one of those two doesn't doesn't get into round one. So it's not out of the realms of impossibility. I think there's talk that Forbes um could go top of round two early, early, um, sorry, late round one. Um I'll be mocking John Michael Schmitz in there, but it, I think that it's gonna get very messy from pick 20 down. I think yeah. that you there will be one or two that will drop from maybe the top 20 that most people have been mocking in. But I think the bulk of those players will be in and amongst the top 15, top 20. And then as soon as it gets to 20, I think it's going to be a right raw mess. I think that everyone's going to, people have had, they'll have no one in it from their mocks. Um, Not in regards to like there's going to be just a load of randoms, but I think that there's potential of about 40 guys for that, for them like 11 picks, really. Like, I've seen people like Laporta get um, drafted there. We've seen Jack Campbell's get drafted there. We've seen, um, we've seen so many edge rushers like Uzama and um, Adebore, that all of those guys, Hendon Hooker could go in there. Like, Brian Breesey, like there's so many that could go in this range where, and there's not much difference between sort of that pick 20 and, and maybe that pick 40. So I think that you'll, if you just see a run and a teardrop or if a, if there is a real, a real need for a player, then you might see someone jump up um, to take one of these guys and the trades happen. But I think most of the time that I think it'll be the ball, if the board falls right, that I think that you'll see some, some real random um, p- people that you haven't really seen being mocked to some of these teams somewhere. So yeah, be interesting these last probably uh these last eleven picks for sure. Yeah. And I mean some of the players left like it makes you wonder if like we talked about the Texans maybe not going quarterback. It would seem mad when I mean the players they got in this draft and and I mean if they didn't go edge rusher at twelve, they could go somewhere else like a tackle or something, I don't know, something like yeah. that. And still get some really good players at this spot, couldn't they? Just looking at who is sort of been available at the back end of this first, you know, falling out. It's um, yeah, they're they're in a pretty good spot, and yeah, it'd be inter- it'll be weird to me if they don't take quarterback at two, just based on this alone as well. It's uh, yeah, just backs it up. But yeah, there's some good players left, and really think, good players. It's really not good I don't think it's necessarily the best draft we've seen in recent years in terms of real top ends. Although there's some real good players, but I think it's just going to be a lot of good players. A long way into this draft, isn't it? There's a lot of positions that are really, really deep. And, yeah, uh, corner and edge are really deep, like, like super deep. And I think they all come in shapes and sizes. So if you want guys with a bit more bend, a bit more bulk, a bit more power, I think that you can find any of these up until maybe early round three. Um, and the same with corners. Like I know it's 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 not the tallest of corner classes. But all of these guys are very sticky. Um, yeah. So I think yeah. that you can see a lot of these in in, in man coverage schemes uh, that will work out very, very well. And, and you can always do with corners in this league. So I think that this corner group, Cam Smith, Forbes, DJ Turner, all of these guys um, are definite. Like even um, Brent's as well, because he's so big, you could maybe see him sneak into the top around two, end around one. So, yeah, the, then two, uh, particularly the corners and the edges are are very very deep. 
for sure. Um, right, well, that brings us to the very end of our draft coverage. Um, if you check out firstandten.co.uk, you're going to see another mock or two between now and then. Uh, Ash is going to post one. Uh, when's this going to go up? This will be going up Wednesday morning. So, yeah, Ash will be posting one tonight or tomorrow. Um, yeah, check that out. He's going to have his top 50 players. Um, we're sending his one earlier this week already, so go and check that out. I mean, he absolutely nailed that Rogers draft. So, uh, not Rogers draft, Rogers trade. Um, but yeah, uh, check those out. Uh, where can people find more for you, more from you, Ash? Yeah, if you can search us on Twitter at Tilza nine ninety nine. Right, and uh, you can find us at first and ten underscore. Um, I'm at DJG twenty three. I'll never give that on a shout out, but yeah, go follow me if you want. Um, probably just be slagging off Arsenal and stuff like that over the coming weeks um and talking about the draft but uh yeah if you want want that go and follow there um but yeah thank you very much to all of you who've listened through all of these uh episodes so if you haven't listened to all of them um you want to get the lowdown on some of these players go back and uh listen to them they're all separated off by their position so uh if you're looking for someone specific they're probably in there because we spoke about a lot of players over this time so uh yeah, make sure you go and give them a listen. And uh, we are going to have loads more coverage through the off-season. Uh, we'll be back next week having a look back at the draft. Um, and we'll do all sorts of stuff through the off-season. So make sure you uh, subscribe and all of that jazz. Um, share us, rate us, review us, all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, thank you to all of you who have listened. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time.